the sky, boss, I can see it. Hot spot in this bush, stop in this bitch. Boom, chop, boom, cool, just sauce, got a dribble. For the cops, we can't be stopped, just admit it. Hey, 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 hey. Put the numbers in, call her lens. Find a new bins, lots more friends. Stretch my hands, money all in. Fucking up friends, breaking that bed. Hundred and ten, count it in the end. Stretch the goddamn, keep it up in. I gotta go, I gotta spin. I drove a boat. I drive a thing, I ain't got no note, I ain't got no ring, I am a goat, I am a man, yeah. you in the low, we smoking dope, uh-huh. keep it close, you with the folks, I'm with those, give me some dope, flip it hope, you already know, you know. All right, what is going on, everybody? We got another episode of Three Walls and a BLP for you tonight. We got a great special guest, a friend of mine, former coworker. We have the assistant equipment manager for the 2019 NFC champion, San Francisco 49ers an alum of the famous Bear Down University, the University of Arizona, and a wave maker, Robert Lloyd, also known as Rob. Rob, what's going on, man? How are you? What's up? What's up, Mike? Man, long time. Shoot, it's been forever. Yeah, man, it's been like three years since <laughs> yeah, you guys were in Philly sounds, a couple years ago. Yeah, Philly, um, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Whenever we get out east. Yeah, it's true. Mike, I, Mike, I make time for you. Did you take him to uh, get a shoulder rub? Where, no, where we didn't. We didn't get to that. <laughs> that. That might have to be the next time. It has to be. We're coming out there hopefully this season. You know, depending on whatever happens, we'll be out That's in true. New York. Okay. Week two and week three, so we might stay. We'll see. Makes sense. Limit travel. Yep. But. All well, right, Rob, so Rob. Oh, okay. No, go ahead, Matt. Oh, we you. were just messing up. I was just saying it was nice to meet you. This is yeah, the first nice time I've met you. Looking forward to getting to know you a little bit. Mike and I are talking over each other, so that'll be a theme of the episode. Um, but yeah, I'll turn it over to you guys and uh, come in here in a little bit. Yep, so we start every episode with a six-pack of random questions just to get things flowing here. Cool. Um, also, I just got to note, the opening crack was my first White Claw, just like my first sip. Pretty good. I'm proud of you, man. I mean, what flavor What flavor were you rocking right there? I got Black Cherry Black right cherry. here. That's a, that's a crowd favorite. Yeah. That's, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. favorite. So, yeah. yeah. And the reasoning why I'm drinking White Claw, we'll get into in a little bit, in a little bit later on, but just a little tease there. Mm-hmm. But, all right, first question for our six-pack, Rob, who is your favorite athlete of all time? Ooh, favorite athlete of all time. Um, Man, there's, there's so many to choose from. I think I'm going to have to go with Jerry Rice, man. Growing up um, – Born and raised in the Bay Area, huge 49ers fan. Um, and Jerry Rice was that dude back in the day. Like, he's the GOAT, literally. So, um, yeah. and I had the chance, opportunity to meet him just, you know, through through work and stuff like that. And he's, and he's an awesome guy. Comes to the equipment room every now and then. Gotta love him. GOAT. GOAT. No, without um, question, the yeah. GOAT, but no yeah. doubt. Absolutely. Hands down. So, um, you mentioned you're from Arizona, like you went to the University of Arizona. Uh, what is the best bar on campus? Wow, the best bar. Mm. The one that that used to get really rowdy, and I've only I've only been there a few times just because it was like I couldn't even handle it. <laughs> um, it was called Dirt Bags. It was right there on on the corner of like our major street Speedway, and you know you start off somewhere else. Um, like in downtown Tucson or something, but you'd always end up at dirt bags and there's like a crazy line to get in. Just, just mayhem in there. 
But I mean, man, that was years ago. I'm getting old now. <laughs> we all are. <laughs> when did you can't graduate? I graduated in um, 2012. Okay. Yeah, that's well. Gotcha. All right, Rob. So what is on your pregame playlist on game day? What are you listening to on your way in to get fired up? On the way to <laughs> – this is funny, man. And, like, on the bus going in, like, I'm acting like I'm playing and I'm not playing at all, just get, <laughs> getting hyped up for no reason. But, I mean, that's that's all part of the game. Um, yeah. Usually I'm on the road out there, like, at the hotel – I'm just bumping whatever's new, like Lil Uzi and Future and Drake and stuff like that. But as we get closer and as I see the stadium, I completely switch and go straight into uh, Waka Flocka Flame. Just, <laughs> you, know, you know how aggressive he is, man. Yeah, that really turns out. <laughs> yeah, you just need that little aggression. So uh, right before you go to the stadium, right before yep. I stand on the sideline. But <laughs> that's what I, I did the same I'm thing. <laughs> that's the best it's part. crazy. It's crazy. All right, so I was sticking on the theme of music. So it's not a pregame, but you're on a long road trip. Um, first off, are you an Apple Music or a Spotify guy? I'm a Spotify now, man. I, I, okay. I made the jump. A lot of my friends um, out here were, were clowning me for having Apple Music. But, I mean, I respect both of them. They're both okay. equally as well. But I'm a, I'm a big playlist guy, and, and Spotify really – pushes out those playlists very well it hits it, it hits a little different like it's super customizable so my question is actually so if you're just on a like a long road trip mm-hmm. what's a go-to playlist that you have on spotify that we can give out to our listeners oh let me check let me give a quick look i mean honestly when when i'm not listening to hip-hop i just started listening to uh surfaces you ever heard of those guys mm-hmm. but like super super chill music and I mean, you, like you don't need to turn up the whole time, but um, surfaces like just just chilling and relaxing. Ra- relaxing is a uh, is one of my favorites. Um, on my playlist, I got a. Um, I usually just go with like a little classic that they have is is uh, oh, it says good vibes playlist, which is like a lot of smooth music. Okay, you know. I might start off with the the get tur- the get turnt playlist just to, like we're on the road like we're going and then yeah. chill out with the good vibes. That's how that's how I roll. I think once you hit that hour mark, when you're in your if you're in a drive for longer than an hour, it kind of changes. Like each hour has a different mood. Yeah, exactly. So you, you gotta you gotta. You might start off with with something a little hype and then chill out in the middle and then bring it back up at the end once you get close. Yeah, yeah. you gotta have those ebbs and flows. Yeah, man keep you focused um all right next question i got for you what is your favorite movie of all time favorite movie of all time man and i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with a a martin lawrence movie a lot of people may not have seen it they may they may not have it's called black knight and i know that one it's a little corny movie but it's funny you know what if he's back in the medieval ages and just the Black Knight. It just it just stuck out to me. It's been my favorite for a minute now. Nice, nice. Um, yeah. All right, so I'm gonna bring it. This is the last one. Yep. Um, we're we're zooming you. You have an Arizona Wildcats shirt on. If it's gonna be one, are you going football natty or basketball natty? For Arizona. Yep. Yeah. 
football, man, just because I know, you know, we're a basketball school and basketball comes easy, but football is so tough. Um, when I was there, we went to at least four out of five, four out of my five years, we went to uh, bowl games, but we were never good enough to get to that, mm-hmm. you know, top 10 level, but definitely football. Did you go to any of the bowl games when you were there? Yeah, I went to all of them. All okay. Of them. That, nice. that when I was an, a student uh, manager there. What was your favorite? Um, My last one, honestly, it was, <laughs> and it's a small bowl, it was the New Mexico Bowl. It was, uh, like, you know, like the first bowl game of the of this bowl season. So that's when you know, like, you're, like, good enough to play in the bowl game, but you're also, like, also they just want to get you out of the bowl season, like, first game yeah. of the year. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to choose between walking at graduation, because I graduated in December, or going to the game. And I chose to go to the game. And we ended up making a comeback at the end, like, with a minute left. So it was, it was a nice way to – to end the year. Is that in Albuquerque or in Santa Fe? Yeah, it was in Albuquerque and it was not cracking. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a cool town, but it's not it's like cool. a it's not a party town. It's no, like a, no. We like went to the casino and Yeah. And just hung yeah. out there. That's about it. But Yeah. Nice. Gotcha. Alright, so that wraps up our six pack. We're gonna get right into uh Niners football slash equipment managing type stuff here. Folks, before we get back to the podcast, one of Matt and I's favorite things about Three Walls and the BLP is shouting out our close personal friends that are doing amazing things, especially those that have already been on our podcast. So without further ado, please check out Doctor's Orders Podcast. It's hosted by former guest Jordan Aarons and his co-host, Olivia Stranges. It is your prescription for two parts health, one part mixology, and a garnish of pop culture. Listen to them as they chat with friends, family, athletes, and other special guests about their own medical experiences, healthcare, and learn a little bit about the history of cocktails. Hosted by medical providers, but not your medical providers, check out Doctor's Orders Podcast on your favorite streaming service for podcasts or doctorsorderspodcast.com today. Remember, Doctor's Orders. Um, so I know this, but how did you get your start with the Niners? Yeah, so um, my first year with the Niners was in 2013, I believe. And but the way that I got in the door was my father. My father's our team photographer, so he he's been the team photographer there for 20 plus years. So growing up, I was I was always hanging around the team, and he'd bring me to work, and I'd hang out in the equipment room, just kind of getting to know those guys and stuff like that. So. Um, Long story short, graduated college, and the year I graduated, the Niners went to the Super Bowl. We were playing the Ravens, mm-hmm. and ended up losing. But we went to the after party, and I met up with my boss at the time. Well, who ended up being my boss? He met up with me at, at the after party, and it was like, "Hey, I heard you graduated from Arizona. Like, would you would you like a job?" And I was like, "Of course." <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I talked about it when I was in college. Like, I wanted to work equipment for the 49ers. So, that was it. I mean, that was my interview. I passed. I was I was probably drunk, <laughs> taking some shots after the Niners losing. But I got in there, like, that April and, and then been here ever since. Nice. It's the best nice. kind of interview, I guess, if you can do yeah. it. Do it yeah. But uh, what's, it like, <laughs> what's it like working with your dad, or at least in the same building? It's awesome, man. Um, 
he enjoys it a lot and we 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 probably see each other once a day even though like you know he's doing his photography stuff and i'm whatever in the equipment room and stuff like that but he'll he'll stop by uh, it's it's nice to just be able to to have that little bond with them um, and be able to share like you know whatever we both like football and we're both working for our favorite team so uh, mm-hmm. every now and then I'll, I'll embarrass him for sure screaming out daddy all, all over the practice field <laughs> <laughs> and he does not like that man but yeah uh, i can't imagine <laughs> as I, it's all business yeah, I, I mean progressively as i got through the years of, of working here i like i've just been more and more just trying to embarrass him but no it's awesome yeah, yeah. and he's a legend he's more of a legend than i am around that building for sure how long you, <laughs> how long did you say he's been doing it um about about 23 years now okay about 23 years and he saw he saw a lot he saw a lot <laughs> he saw a lot that's cool yeah he was like the mayor of that building when i was there and every, everybody knew who he was he always was talking to somebody he still is man it was like i think when my, my first like week working there obviously brand new like meeting people and like introducing myself hey i'm rob lloyd and they're like oh nice to meet you i was like yeah you probably know my father, T. Lloyd. They're like, "Oh man, like T. Lloyd, <laughs> like what a what a great guy." All this stuff. I'm like, "What? What am I? Like, I just met you, man." Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, he is a great guy, but like, I'm talking to you. Yeah. You're not talking to him. But yeah. uh, <laughs> he runs that place for sure. That's yeah. Cool. yeah. That's awesome. Um, all right. So, what's been your favorite memory from your time with the Niners so far? Like, what's the one thing that sticks out that you always go back to? Like, damn, that was awesome. Oh. Or most memorable? I mean, it has to be – I mean, we had a great year this past year um, going to the Super Bowl and stuff. But I think beating Seattle that last game of the year to win the NFC West, I get chills just talking about it right now. Um, Yeah. That was probably my favorite moment ever, just on the road – you know, we, we stopped them at the one yard line, the sideline. We were all just terrified of what was, what was going to happen. Like, I was like, not again, like not in Seattle, but, uh, to win that game on the road like that in there. And yeah, that was the best event yeah. for memory. And then the plane ride home was absolutely bananas. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely bananas. That's the best part of it. Are you on the yeah. plane with the team? Back oh, too. Yeah. Way. Yeah. So like we have like our coaches, our coaches sit in the first class and then um, like business, our support staff and all that stuff in the middle and then all the players in the back. Okay. Um, yeah. That, so that plane ride must have been crazy since you guys locked up the buy so you didn't have to come into, they didn't have to come into work the next day. <clears throat> yeah, man. It was. I mean, the nerves were, were were going, but I'm glad we pulled it out, and we for sure celebrated like no other. <laughs> yeah. So, are you you're on the sidelines for every game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who is who is like the most badass defensive guy that you've seen in person, whether on the Niners or on a different team? Okay. Um. Honestly. I think, oh uh, man, who do I go with? Richard Sherman, bro. Like, okay. 
And we we used to not like him because he was up in Seattle. But like they say, like you hate him until until he gets on your team. And just the way that in, he brings that intensity on the field, and then I mean he, he's he's sure he speaks for himself, you know. Yeah. yeah. But just like seeing him walk up and down the sidelines, you're like, oh, like oh shit, like sure. And he's just always locked in, always intense. And when he gets picks, it's it's, it's a damn celebration. So yeah. I'd have to go with him. Okay. I mean, nice. even when he was in playing in Seattle, like that dude was he was electric. So yeah, his leadership's something else. I mean, he's he's been on some great great defenses. Yeah, and, yeah, and I, so he knows it. Yeah, I'm a little biased too because I work with the defensive backs at practice. So okay, I got a, I got a soft spot for for DBs hey. around the league. Tough, tough to figure in. So does Matt. Matt played safety in in college oh, for go. a little bit. Yeah, you know the okay. rules. Not quite at Stanford, but I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I did the best I could. Hey, you were out there, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when did so like over the past couple of years, um, like when did when did you figure out like when did you get the vibe that those teams were special that you were going to do some big things? Uh, when did you see it uh, being on the field? Talking about like this team we just had, especially. yeah, like the last two years, just being yeah, like, yeah. So like, my first year, we were, we came off the the Super Bowl run with Harbaugh, and team was still great, and we went to the um, or we were, yeah, we went we go to the playoffs next year. That we were was one the, game away from the NFC Championship, yeah. yeah. And Harbaugh left, and we had a couple rough years with the next few guys, and. Um, and then we got Shanahan who came in, and, well, we didn't have a great year, but you could just tell, like, the way that they were rebuilding the roster, like, um, that something something was building, and, it, you know, it was going to take some yeah. time. But uh, just, like, kind of seeing Kyle Shanahan around the office and getting into a few of the meetings and stuff like that, the dude's a complete genius. So it's like I knew at some point all the X's and O's were going to line up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah since they pretty much rebuilt that whole roster. But uh, I didn't expect it to happen as fast as it did, but I'm definitely glad it did. It's a blessing that it did, right? Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. Your- yeah, it kind of – this past year kind of took a lot of people by surprise, but, like, me kind of knowing you and knowing how the organization is run, kind of – I wasn't really super shocked. I just – I knew that they were building something. But, like, all my friends back here, they were like, these designers came out of nowhere. I'm like, but they really didn't. Like. Yeah you paid attention to how they were building the roster and get drafting O-line and D-line out and yeah. setting up that defense to be historical. John, you knew they were going to put the piece Lynch, our GM, is just yeah. incredible human first, but, like, he also I mean, he knows the game. Another yes. DB, yeah. like we were talking about earlier, he knows the game. Um, and, and they did a great job of building the team. It was, like, it was so funny because, I don't know, at some point we were, like, 9-0, and right, in the year, and, like, yeah. You know, I'm looking at, at Gilby, you know, one of our assistant equipment guys. I'm like, are we really 9-0 and right now? Like, this is seriously happening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it just kept rolling. But. You just yeah. punished my my Cleveland Browns on Monday night. Oh, man. That, that's funny that you brought that up. We were, we were, just, we were just watching those highlights uh, <laughs> earlier today at work. <laughs> and we were and watching it out. Big- started off right from the jump, man. Matt Breida. Oh, brutal man it, <laughs> it always happens on the day when i'm up like 16 points in fantasy going up against somebody who's got the tight end yeah and then somebody else and i have one guy and then i just get steamrolled because george kittle just 
oh, he just destroyed yeah, and every, the Browns. Man. Everybody thought the Browns were going to come in and, and beat us. It's funny, my, my roommate, uh, Steve Spencer, he works, he does our logistics and handles like travel and stuff. And mm-hmm. he's from Cleveland. Um, so he had a bunch of friends and family that came out for the game and they were talking wow. a bunch of bunch of shit all, all week. Classic I, was like, I was like, I don't understand. Like, why, why you guys think you're gonna beat us? Like, yo, <laughs> you guys got Baker Mayfield and Odell. It's like great. Like, but it was a fun Still, game, and it was on my birthday, so it worked out well. It was a happy year. birthday. <laughs> it was the greatest birthday present. I remember that game because I took Brita to score the first touchdown. Betting. Oh wow! Bold move. Cashed, Bold move. Cashed in pretty well. Even <laughs> that one on the net. I cashed in pretty well betting on the Niners this past year just by like <laughs> paying attention to you guys more. Like I think I hit on Kendrick Bourne scoring touchdowns more than anybody else in the world because because <laughs> nobody's well, betting it. Yeah, yeah. Was, I'm like I got him at plus ten thousand to score the first touchdown. Why not throw five dollars on it? Pay out five hundred. That's incredible. Thick. That's incredible but, moves. Guys, nuts. You're crazy. Yeah, I'm a I'm an absolute degenerate. So <laughs> it's it's a, a lot has changed, man. Since it's thirteen. Yeah, <laughs> without a doubt. Was that but, that was um, the season you guys kind of worked? You worked that summer, right? Twenty thirteen, Mike. Yeah, I was there summer of thirteen and fourteen. Okay. Yeah, we were. So, oh, this last two years. We were um, in the Marriott, man, chilling. After party at the Marriott. Yeah. <laughs> Some Is wild. that still the uh, EQ hotel? It's still there, but I mean, I live. Literally, I can walk out my house and, and see the stadium. So I don't, oh, I, I don't need to stay. I mean, the Marriott's also down the street, so yeah, I don't need yeah. to stay there. But the other interns um, usually stay there. Yeah, man. I'm Those a, summers were were dope. Yeah, I can't, I can't run them back like we like we used to. Oh God, no! I get sick thinking about it. Yeah. I'm like, how do we do what we did at night and then show up and work practices the next day? It's literally all all I think about. It's a nightmare. <laughs> it was awesome, but now it sounds like a nightmare. No, but. You can't do that now. Non-sustainable lifestyle, right? No, there. it's not. No, at, at twenty, <laughs> at twenty-one, and you know, twenty-one, you could do it. Twenty-one is yeah. fine, but at twenty-eight, twenty-nine, like no, man. Nope. <laughs> no, no, <else>. thank you. <laughs> nope. Been there, done it. Yeah. All right. So, kind of transitioning into the equipment side of things, what's been what's like your favorite thing about working equipment? Because I mean, like, if you asked ten different equipment managers, I'm sure they're all going to give a different answer. But what sticks out to you is like the reason why you do it and what gets you up to to do this job day after day because it's pretty thankless. To oh, say the least, yeah, no I doubt think. we go we go under the radar. At least we we try to. Um, yeah. But I think why I love it so much is just being around the game. I never played football. Um, I was tiny growing up, so really didn't fit my mold. But I always wanted to be involved and then you get around the team and you're involved in that team aspect and you're just helping them out and like, you you know, giving out fresh gear and stuff like that. And, and they do thank you for that stuff. And, you know, you may not get any public recognition, but just knowing that at the end of the day, like those guys are going to have your back, you know, through and through and that, that bond that you build in those locker rooms with those players is, is second to none. So. That's that's why I never um, kind of pursued any other profession. Yeah, yeah. I think the thing that surprised me most about once I started working equipment was how like the players actually embrace you as part of the team. Like I thought I would just get in there, do my job separate from the team, not be involved at all. 
And then flash forward two years later, I was living with five football players at Dayton. Yeah. And those dudes are like my brothers now. And same with like the Niners and Steelers. It's like you're really a part of that team. It's I think it's they get more offended if you if you don't, you know, put yourself out there and introduce yourself and stuff like that. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean they're just they're normal guys. Yeah. yeah. They're wild, but they're normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Superhumans, but yeah. Normal. So I'm not the best at math, Rob, but so you've been you've been around the team for seven years now, or going on your seventh year? Yeah, just finished my seventh, going on okay. going on eight, yeah. Can you um give give us kind of a look see into like your day to day? You know, off season there isn't really an off season, but nah. um kind of your once you get to camp, like what's your days like, and then you know throughout the season, kind of what is it like from a day to day standpoint? Yeah, so I mean, as we as we get close to camp here in a couple weeks, um, those first two weeks of training camp are, are brutal. Those are those are the, the dog days where you're getting up at you know five thirty in the morning, and you're not leaving till you know eight at night, and that's mm-hmm. every day, which is tough. I mean, it's I mean you're tired, you're exhausted, and, and it's hot and stuff like that, but. And, you know, during those days, it starts in the morning with laundry. Um, you might have a walkthrough in the middle of the day, and you're constantly doing laundry all day. And, you know, you end up going out for practice for two hours and stuff like that, and you're finishing up with laundry. So, um, mm-hmm. and all those days in training camp are repetitive. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, after that first couple of weeks, you're like, oh, man, like, this is getting tiring, but as you as you get into like game prep weeks, it gets a little easier. Um, you get out of preseason, you start getting the regular season. You'll have your couple days early in the week that are tough, and then as you get closer to the game day, it slows down and mm-hmm. kind of just getting all the equipment stuff ready and you know jerseys and helmets, all that stuff. So, I mean, training camp nobody likes it, but you know it's necessary. <laughs> But we yeah. love we love when training camp ends and we head in the season because you know that, you know your Friday Saturdays are gonna are gonna be smooth and chill, you know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything anything you learned now that you, like something you you know right now that you wish you could tell yourself seven years ago as you were going into like the beginning of training camp? Oh man. I mean, I wish I wish I didn't drink as much before like before <laughs> practices. Like looking, looking. I mean, that's probably the only thing I would tell myself. We used to, we somehow ended up finding a way to to run through it, but I mean, yeah, I was putting my body through the ultimate test um, doing that. Um, yeah, I think I think that's all I would say. I mean, I've been a, yeah. I've been a hard worker since I was in college, so I mean that just came naturally. Yeah, but yeah. I, yeah, adding drinking into that was kind of unexpected uh twist (laughs) yeah i remember like you and johnny would make those like sweat suits up to wear underneath like the practice gear clothes just to sweat out the toxins and get yourself ready to go i remember looking at you like what the hell are you doing like you're gonna die out there and then when i went to pittsburgh i did the same exact thing i'm like i need need like i'm not gonna survive if i don't like i gotta sweat all of this out or i'm gonna and it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't change where you go. Like we practiced in, in Houston um, during training camp, and I, I brought my whole fit, all black, sweat jacket yeah. and everything, and it's, you know, 100 degrees with 100% humidity. Yeah, but, without a doubt. Yeah. So what's your, like, top 
game day superstition if you have any like the night before game day do you have like a certain routine that you do and like morning of game day do you have do you wear the same thing game day or does it vary mm. um i'm trying to think like i feel like it should pop up to my head but i don't know if i really have one um i am like i would say the resident dj of, of the equipment yeah. room so i mean if anybody's playing music pregame, it's it's for sure me. So maybe maybe that's my my little um, pregame. Does ritual. that change? Does that change week to week, or is it kind of set? Of who plays? Who's playing music? No, what you're playing. Oh, what I'm playing? Oh yeah, I mean it'll change. I mean sometimes we do a little thing and whatever. I, I get get requests from guys, <laughs> you know, other yeah. equipment guys, and just so we. I mean we listen to it all. Definitely okay. in the equipment room. So. Um, I don't. I don't consistently play the same thing ever, or repeatedly. But I definitely spread the love. Yeah, the it's group. crazy how like a football locker room. You'll hear every single different genre of music, and most guys are like okay with all of it. Like you'll hear country music, and you you wouldn't think the guys in the football locker room would like country music, but all the guys are like jamming out to exactly. it. Exactly, it's uh, absolutely crazy. I would say another one is is smelling salts, bro. You have to have those. <laughs> They, those are necessary. You get to the stadium, you crack one, get dressed, and, then, and let's go. Yeah. <laughs> those things are a game changer. Yeah. I remember the first one I hit out in San Francisco. I was yeah. like, oh, wow. Yeah, man. Now I'm, I'm ready to go through a wall. Those are, those are some straight conversation starters, man. That's a nasty, nasty substance, but I tell you what, it works. It does, man. I don't know what it is, but it works. We used to – I mean, we would bring them out. We'd go on the road. We'd bring them out into bars with us, and, like, we would <laughs> have, like, this, this sick – like thinking like imagination that smelling the smell of salt will help us like sober up so we can drink more. It was incredible. But, uh, <laughs> Did it work? In our minds, yes, it definitely worked. Okay. But, I mean, that's, yeah. I guess that's all that really <laughs> you'd, you'd have, you have people coming up like, what is that? I'm like, don't worry about it. You know, you're not ready for this. <laughs> you're not, you're, you're not, not built like us. Right. You can't handle yeah, us. Exactly. All right, Mike, you want to hit that last one? Yeah, so this is kind of a question I like to talk about with like my equipment friends and whatnot. But mm-hmm. like, who's the most famous non-football player that you've met, like completely outside of your like day to day? Like for me, mine I met like Reggie Jackson in the locker room of a Steelers game, and he asked me for a hot dog, and I'm just like, that's <laughs> the most ridiculous thing in the world. But like, I'll never forget that memory. Right. But, like, so for you, who is that? Oh man, oh, I think. I mean, I've obviously met a ton of football players. Yeah. Actually, yeah, man, this past year, which it caught me off by surprise. Um, and we had a knock on a door in our equipment room on game day. And I opened the door and it's Matt Kemp. And I'm like, what's up, Matt? <laughs> like, like I've known him <laughs> like first name basis. And yeah. he was chill. Like he was, he was meeting up with Marquise Goodwin, but, um, it caught me off guard, and, and I like Matt Kemp. Uh, he's a good baseball player and stuff like that. So that was the one that was this year. I think all time. Oof. I don't know if I have one. That's not a football player. Yeah. They all kind of start blending together at some point. They really do, man. You're just like, that's just another guy I met. Yeah. I met, I, met uh, I think, Titus. I think his name is Titus, a wrestler, WWE. Oh, okay. He came through. Yeah. He came through 
the uh, last year too. I mean, uh, especially when you're winning, like so many people are coming in. Oh yeah, and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. So then here's definitely... the. Oh, go ahead, Mike. Okay. No, she said definitely blurred together, and then you hear that person's name pop up in a conversation. Like, oh, I met him. Like, yeah. Oh, I met <laughs> exactly. What? I know him. Exactly. So then, who's the most famous former player? I mean, have you met Jerry Rice? Yeah, I met Jerry. Um, he's he's good friends with my dad. My dad used to take his his Christmas photos when uh, when his kids were young at his house, nice. which is wild. That's um, wild. But this past year, like a lot of. A lot of the guys, alumni, were coming back, which was nice to see. Um, a few years ago, before Dwight Clark passed away, he came into our equipment room, and we have this big um, painting of the catch. And he got up on a ladder and, and drew out the play and signed it, and it, that was pretty awesome. Oh, that's oh, awesome. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. He's got a um, great book out about him, like that – those teams and his coaching style when he was a coach after that, if you guys haven't read, I highly, highly recommend it. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Me too. Um, so obviously me and you were both there when coach Harbaugh was there. What's like an appropriate Harbaugh story that you can tell without getting like crossing that player yeah. coach, you know, staff member. I, I, I have a he, good one. I have a good one, man. Um, Harbaugh, Harbaugh was a cool dude, man. He really honored people's birthdays. So we had TVs across the facility and it'd be like, oh, today is today's Rob's birthday, right? So, and for your birthday, like, you end up breaking down the team in the huddle. Wise words, right? Wise words. And they're like, <laughs> and they're like they're, I shared my birthday, like, with a couple, two other, two other, like, coaches or something. And, like, we're going through the week and I thought they weren't going to call me and Harbaugh calls me uh. And I had to give wise words. And I think we were, like, playing the Rams that week. And I don't know. I went out there and I was nervous and just said something like, let's go out there and show them who we are, some some, some cliche <laughs> statement. Yeah. But uh, that was a pretty good moment. And he also, Harbaugh also writes, hand writes you a, a birthday card. Oh, damn. So I have it. I think it's at my parents' house. But um, I have a handwritten birthday note from from coach harbaugh and it's like you were born on so many so many days ago and you're such a blessing to your parents and stuff it was awesome <laughs> so i mean he, he's a genuine dude for sure yeah he's a unique dude mm -hmm. but he's he's definitely one of the most out there person people i've ever worked with or met but he's one of the nicest people too i like will it's, it's crazy. i will say like there was like when we were staying at the marriott for training camp the story floating around of he hopped in the jacuzzi with all of his you know khakis and sweaters on, <laughs> fully clothed, <laughs> which is totally Harbaugh way. Yeah. Oh yeah, that wouldn't surprise <laughs> me. At all. Those uh, dicky khakis, yep, and, the, and those three black 49ers sweatshirts that yeah. he would rotate. Rotate. That's all it was. How different is it having Shanahan versus having um, Harbaugh? Um, I mean, they're, I think they're both great coaches and offensive lines. Um, obviously coach, coach Shanahan's younger and I think Shanahan's a little more laid back and stuff like he, he does, he, he does turn it up when he needs to be, but he's also just a real chill guy, easy to walk up to and 
and say hello and stuff like that. Harbaugh is a little more like intimidating. And, yeah, I would yeah. say. Yeah, seems like he's just got a rigid personality. Yeah, like he's just got to break that man down. <laughs> he's got a system, man. Milk yeah. it, milk at every meal. Yeah, <laughs> Ste- yep. steak and milk. Yep, <laughs> attack go. each day with an enthusiasm <laughs> unknown to mankind. Man. He had quotes for days, man. Oh yeah, that is. I mean, we still say that one every now and then. Oh, it's a great quote. I, I use it in my Skype with my co- coworkers in my boring nine to five job. They're like, "What the hell are you talking about?" I'm like, "It's yeah. you, you, if that doesn't get you going, then then it doesn't." You know? Yeah. <laughs> but um, right, going back to, I got I got one more. Oh. So going back to Shannon, he's probably one of the most like swagged out coaches I've seen. What's the Ooh. What's the dopest pair of cakes you've seen him wearing? Because, I mean, Sean Payton gets a lot of love for wearing Jordans, but I know Shanahan has just as many sweet pairs of cakes as him. He just flies under that I radar. Would say, I would say Shanahan rocks. I mean, he's he likes what he likes. So, I mean, once he finds something, he's going to wear it like all coaches. But, yeah. Um, I think one day we were at practice, and I just glance, I glance over at him. And he's rocking Yeezys out there on the practice field. And I'm just like, that's an incredible flex. And, and I love it. You know? <laughs> he's got, you know, he's got his Lulus on and, and some Yeezys, bro. And he's, he's just out there throwing, playing quarterback for, you know, scout team. Yeah. Against the defense, man. So he's definitely, uh, he's definitely a swaggy dude, bro. And then so, I gotta ask. Oh, <laughs> no, you go ahead, Matt. No, as a, so I'm not a sneakerhead. I, I, just got to throw that out there. But I am being, like, taught from the school of Kanye right now about, like, how important <laughs> Yeezys actually are and how, like, there's different levels and there's some that are, like – I don't even know gonna be worth. They're going to be worth, like, thousands of dollars. I, so this is just as far as I've gotten. It's too much information for me. But I didn't realize shoes were that – I didn't understand that they got that much recognition until, one, the Jordan documentary – and mm-hmm. then, like it's just being more and more like solidified in my head. So you should have known that living with me. <laughs> I didn't know what you had. You would come home with these like Kevin Durant shoes that looked like they came out of a Fruit Loops box, and we'd be like, "Cool." <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's eighty six Easter's man. That's what's happens okay. in the locker room. These guys all of a sudden they keep ordering shoes, and they're like, "Look what look what I got." I'm like, "I don't even know." Like, how do you how do you find these? And, you know, yeah. The, the off whites and all that whole stuff, and you know, it's endless. Too much. It's endless. Go ahead, man. You had a, you had a question that I interrupted. Well, I'm just I'm really excited to get down to like the brass tacks, the really really important stuff of this yeah. interview. Yeah. What are we talking? What are we talking about? All right. Clause the law. So yeah. Clause. So what? Explain. Your affiliation with get, – get into the story. I got to hear it because I see it on social media, but I don't know the backstory. I just went along with it. I'm like, all right, he's, he's white claw. I never told you the story? No. Oh, man. You were you went from one season it was it was a bad day to be a Bud Light, wow. and then the next season it was white claw. And I was like, <laughs> all right, sweet. That's exactly what happened, man. We were crushing Bud Lights like, like, it, was, like it was our job. We weren't promoted it at all. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you the story from, from the jump about yeah. how we got rolling. Uh, it goes back to, it starts in Appleton, Wisconsin. Yes, we're okay. going to replay the Green Bay Packers, I think, on, it was either Sunday night. I think it was a Sunday night game. And, you know, like, we're going to Green Bay, so we it's a two-night stay, and we have 
whatever walkthrough on Saturday. And once walkthrough's done, like we're done. So we're done at like two o'clock. Mm-hmm. And what do you do at two o'clock? You 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 go to the bar and start watching, you know, college football. So we go yeah. out and it's all the equipment guys and you know, some of our guys from our video department show up. My roommate who does or travel Spence shows up and he's like, Hey, like we're all drinking Bud Lights at the time. Like literally, like we're still on. It's a bad day. You know? And <laughs> <laughs> he shows up and he comes back to the table with the white claw, like he sets it down. We're like, What is that? Like, what are you drinking? And he's like, White Claw, man, you should try it. It's really good. I'm like, nah, man, it's girly, whatever. Like <laughs> we drink beer, like trying to be all tough. Yeah. And he got me one. And I took a sip. I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait. I was like, wait, this is this could be dangerous. Cause obviously it's it's like water. It's light. It's not a beer. So yeah. next thing you know, um, by the end of the night, there was like 80 cans on the table. <laughs> we like we bought the place out of White Claw. They had a they were going downstairs to their storage and pulling up more and just they literally would just bring cases to the table and that just open. So that's that's where we fell in love with it, and um, from then on, I think I think that was a late, like maybe October, November. So like once we got into, we kept drinking them like on the road. But once we got into the off season, I was like, oh, like let's let's see if I can make something happen from this, like you know. So I would yeah. I would just be driving around our practice facility, like taking pictures of the stadium and just tagging White Claw. You know, like just like stupid stuff, and yeah. they never responded. I'd tag them, you know, on Instagram, never respond. And then I started getting like a bunch of players to drink it and stuff like that. So I was like, man. And we have a, a good buddy of mine, Mike McGlinchey, our right tackle, mm-hmm. and he loves White Claw. So I was like, hey, man, do you mind if I take a picture of you drinking one of these, and I can uh, send it to these people and just just trying to start conversation. So he's like, yeah, sure, of course. So I take a picture, send it immediately, immediate response. Um, they were so pumped and they're, uh, our good friend over there named Claire Hillman. Start interacting with her and, and she's like, oh, like we love the 49ers. And she had, like, she grew up in the Bay Area. So it was immediately like we're friends. And she's like, we'll send you guys you know, shirts, hats, like whatever you guys need. And I was like, okay, like sweet. Like I didn't think anything would come out of it. And then uh, a couple weeks later, uh, I get a package and I was like, I didn't order anything. And all of a sudden it's like all this white claw gear, like three boxes of shirts. And I start passing them out to my friends on staff. And then I leave a box in in the locker room for the players. And they're all like, what's white claw? And I'm like, it's the new drink. And and from then on, I mean, I just I just started keep plugging it, and we have a nice little friendship going, and I got all kind of white cloth um, paraphernalia everywhere, um, and it's been a beautiful friendship, and nice. I will I will never trade it for uh, any other seltzer. <laughs> okay, okay. What, so, what's your favorite flavor? Uh, my favorite is is tangerine which just came out in the in that new variety pack that they dropped okay um a couple months ago but i mean 
I like them all. I know a lot of people like Black Cherry. That's yeah, man, that's you. <laughs> a lot yeah. of my friends like it too, but I'm not. I mean, that's my my least favorite, bro. I got it. Really? I got to admit. Damn. I know. And, and White Claw Nation would probably hate that. Hate to hear that, but yeah. Hey, we all like what we like. Ruby yeah. grapefruit right now. Huh? What do you What do you got there now? I got a a raspberry. People don't even okay. like when I say raspberry. <laughs> yeah. Um, but another funny thing about White Claw is like this past, like after the Super Bowl, they invited us to a trip in in Vail, Colorado, with like other influencers from across the country. So you start meeting all these other people that fully love White Claw as much as you do, and you spend a weekend out out in the mountains skiing and stuff and spa it was like nice. i was like i'm you really made it man <laughs> so is, is that how you became a wave maker by going to that that uh that conference that is where i learned about being a wave maker they had this whole presentation i was loving it man um right. said, so give, give us the spark notes on what a, being a wave maker is because wait are i'm we, sure we got a lot of white cloud listeners yeah actually are we able hold on i don't, yeah, don't want to overstep on toes mike no, I think we're able. I mean, we'll okay. talk about it. It's, right. it's nothing crazy. I mean, it's just, um, I mean, you see me on, on Instagram and acting the fool, just, just tagging yeah. White Claw and just promoting them. I, I mean, at least a couple times a week and almost obsessively. And I got a lot of, I mean, I got a lot of shit for it in the beginning. Like, people are like, what are you doing? Like, I'm like, look at me now. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, and I, and I share it with all my friends here and, and they all enjoy it, and it's just giving it's just giving a brand of love. And if if I like something a lot, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna show it love. I mean, yeah, it's simple enough. Yeah, don't don't sponsor anything you don't actually use yourself yeah. or believe in. Exactly. And then I think that's how they I mean they build their brand off of it. I mean, the best thing you do is you know I just have instead of you know whatever commercials and stuff like that, you have regular people out there just promoting themselves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you're, since you're technically an influencer, what's that life like? Because we see him on in social media all the time, just in different ways. But like, what's what's the life of an influencer like? Like, how how awesome is it? How blessed is it? Um, it's pretty cool. <laughs> like, I think I'm a low level influencer. I'm not I'm not crazy about it, you know. Um, it's it's just funny. Like, I credit to to working in the NFL. Like, you work you work in the NFL, you can kind of make a lot of stuff happen. I mean, yeah. At the end of the day, I'm just I'm just an equipment guy, <laughs> but I'm having fun. Like you got to have fun while you're while you're living this life. So, um, yeah, it's it's cool to be a waymaker, influencer, or whatever. But you know, I'll post pictures and I'll get people hitting me up saying like, "Oh, like I've tried White Claw because of you," and it's just like, well, that's awesome. Like, welcome, welcome yeah. to the party. Like, I'm glad you I'm glad you joined it. I'm glad I can. Could, could steer you that direction you know yeah you got another one tonight hey welcome man because I'm, I'm on ruby grapefruit right now i like Sorry. i like grapefruit but I'm a, I'm a grapefruit guy grapefruit's a you know it's a tough fruit but uh yeah i don't think i've ever had anything grapefruit <laughs> before but it's good hey man try them all man you gotta you gotta try them all at least before you you know make a a definite true. decision it's Fourth of July weekend this weekend. I'm gonna get the variety pack, all the variety packs, and just house them. You going out on that boat? I always see you out on the boat, man. Oh yeah, I'll tag you and I'll, I'll tag White Claw. We'll get it going. We'll bring it to the East Coast. And that's what it's all about, man. Boom. 
Boom. That's Does Voiclaw make like pool floats? Like, can I get like a instead of a big like swan? Can I get like a big white claw and float I'm, around in a pool? Honestly, I think they can make anything. Um, that's that's got to be their next jump. I saw this this neon sign behind me um, when we were in Vail. I saw it like hanging on the wall, and I was like, "Wow, that's cool." And I hit up the person I got out here in the Bay Area that uh, like a white claw distributor. Yeah, and I was like, "Hey, I took a picture of it." I was like, "Hey, um, I need this sign. Like, can you get one?" He's like, "Yep, say less." Next thing you know, got one. <laughs> <It's there. laughs> we were in uh we were in Tampa. <laughs> we were in Tampa going out and walking down the street and I see this bar that has a white claw patio umbrella. Take a picture. I said, Hey man, send it. Can I get one? He said, I got one in my in my storage. I was like, beautiful. So I think they can make anything, man. I've seen I've seen golf bags. I haven't reached Ooh. that level yet. I've seen uh Ooh. White Claw Yetis and stuff like that. Um, like little, little office putting greens. Um, yeah. Honestly, I'm mad at myself for not for not starting the golf game earlier. But um, tough, I've been I've been out I've been out on the driving range these past couple weekends, man. So I'm building up my confidence to uh, go play around here. Uh, maybe after the weekend after July Fourth. And if, if the round doesn't go well, just start drinking White Claws and yeah, you'll man. care less and you'll have more fun. Exactly. Can't go wrong. Do you guys um, golf? We do. Matt's a lot better than me, yeah. but I'm better at drinking while golfing yeah. than he is. He's a whole lot better than that yeah. than I am. See, I probably I probably couldn't drink with my first round. I'd be like, I'm, I'd be too nervous trying to just try to get yeah. the ball straight. So I would yeah. say, um, and, and this, I mean, take this at face value because I still, like, I struggle. Um, but go out a couple times, like play four or five rounds and just struggle, like have a hard time, try to figure it out and then go and take like a half hour lesson and just oh, have like a an guy actual, like, an actual yeah, lesson. just have a guy like, it doesn't have to be anything fancy, but just kind of like, just make little, little fine, fine tunings to your swing and then go out and see what happens. And I think you'll, you'll have a lot of confidence after you do that. After that, you know, right, I'll, I'll, try, I'll give it a shot. Cause I mean, Obviously, right now I'm self-taught, and you know, yeah. you know a few of the rules, or whatever, you know, keeping that front leg down and stuff like that. And yeah. How, yeah, how to grip a club. But yeah, I mean, I'll take that into consideration. I, I mean, I'm just I'm afraid of just going out there that first hole and just you know, obviously shanking it. But. Eh, well, you will. So just <laughs> yeah. don't be don't like, be afraid of it because it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. <laughs> it's All gonna right. Happen. Yeah. Like, I've been golfing 10 years in my life, and I still shank on the first hole every single time. All right, man. I'll accept like, it. Yeah. I'll accept it. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's, it's a rite of passage. Like, if you don't shank it on the first hole, it's like, what are you doing out here? Yeah. Like, you, what, What's going on? I'll accept it, man. But I'll always try. remember, swing your swing. They're not all going to look the same. And there's no, like, there's no, there's no, like, perfect swing. Like, everybody on the PGA Tour has a unique swing. Do what feels comfortable, and then let somebody just do, like, little, little tweaks. And it'll be fine. Because yeah. if you're Perfect. trying to make it look like Brooks Kepka's swing, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, just man. do what's comfortable. You're giving me confidence now. Yeah. Yeah, swing your swing. <laughs> it'll be all right. Oh. All right, so going back to kind of like White Claw drink and stuff like yeah. that, what's your go-to non-White Claw drink? Like hard liquor, like mixed drink type thing. Oh, okay. Like, all right. Which has been tough nowadays because like we've been drinking so many White Claws just – 
every week. You go to a bar and they're like, we don't have any. You're like, okay, uh, what am I going to yeah, do? Yeah. yeah. So usually if they don't have one, I'll go, which is basic as hell. I'll go like a vodka soda or something. Or a vodka How many liquor. limes? Just one, man. No extra oh, limes. Okay. Just one. Okay. Yeah. Or, or a vodka, or vodka uh, <laughs> Red Bull. That's um, yeah. I learned that from from Coach Shanahan. That's his favorite. Really? <laughs> but the, it has to it has to be sugar free. The the blue Red Bull. Yeah, I think it's sugar free. Okay. And Tito's okay. vodka. We love Tito's vodka around here. Yeah, isn't your cat named Tito? My cat, his name is Tito. He's chilling. <laughs> he's chilling. Looks like he's plotting something up there. Always, man, up to no good. Up to no good. <laughs> Um, all right, man. So that's all the questions we had, but, um, did you have anything you wanted to talk about that we didn't, we didn't get to any questions for us or anything like that? Um, I mean, I just want to know, like, how, how'd you guys get this whole podcast started? Uh, how long you guys been doing it? Um, I mean, how many, how many episodes have you had? I mean, I've seen you post about it, Mike, a few times and stuff like that. Yeah. So this, this will be our 30 third episode larry bird oh, wow. yeah oh, wow. larry bird episode nice um although i also just... don't think i put larry bird as my 33 athlete no we we put kareem we definitely put kareem <laughs> or yeah we put kareem yeah um but it just kind of started like when i would drive back and forth from nova to home for like weekend visits I, it would be Sunday morning. Matt and I would get on the phone. We'd talk about the day in college football, the day coming up with football, and we talked for like two and a half, three hours. And we always like made jokes like, oh, like we just got to like sit down, hit record, and just record like these conversations and put it out there. Because we think we have fantastic takes. No doubt. You know, like we think we've got the hottest takes out there. <laughs> and we do. I mean, we, we do. You got to believe it. But yeah. um, And then make it. this year, right before the Super Bowl, I – I would just I called Matt up. I'm like, hey, let's get on. Let's record something for a Super Bowl preview. Let's put it out there and let's just see. And it's kind of been history from there. I mean, we're not like big time or anything like that. It's just we have fun with it. It's no, it's been fun, man. It's just it's just I mean, rapping about about stuff we like. And yeah, that's what it's all about. I gotta be honest. We talked about doing it for so long, and then we just didn't do it. We got to the point where like, let's just do it, man, because. <laughs> Yeah, we can sit here and talk about it for another six months. It's just yeah, throw yeah. something, throw something together, see what happens. How often? Yeah. How often do you guys have episodes? Like twice a week. Twice a week. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Nice. But but the kick in the pants was like, um, I I met Taj Boyd from my time with the Steelers. He was on the practice squad for a little bit, and he has a podcast, and he had me on to talk college ball right before the football playoff. Oh, wow which was That's pretty cool. awesome at the time. Like, I was like, damn, like, I'm just this regular dude hopping on to talk football with Taj Boyd. Yeah, for real. And then I got off that, and I texted Matt. I'm like, all right, it's not that hard. We just got to – Got to do it. Got to fucking do got it. Found, up. How to, found how to do it. We've critiqued a few things. Like, the aspect of Zoom here is a game changer if you can't be with oh, the yeah. with everybody because at least – Instead of just doing the call or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Keeps the yeah, conversation but, flowing. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. I feel, I feel like I've – been with you guys all day. Yeah, it feels yeah. like we're in the same room. <laughs> at least as close to it as we can. Yeah, and you know, and you know, Zoom, Zoom is cracking at this time, which is yeah, as we keep it's crazy powering through. Should have bought, should have bought yeah. stock in that company, man. Goodness. I know another bear. <laughs> all, these co- 
Bay Area company, you know the rules, man. We got everything out yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> it's expensive Fine. though. I know. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know that down. But but Rob man, where can people find you on social media so they can start following the, the White Claw Wave? No doubt. Um on Instagram <laughs> I am the <laughs> I, I changed my name like midway through the season just to kind of be extra, but yeah. I kind of set you up for this one because I know your Instagram handle. I just want to hear you say it. You can find me on there at 49ers official EQ guy. Um, I, I took I took the the lead of my father, who is the 49ers official photog. So if you want to follow both both Lloyds that are that are having fun at the you know at Levi Stadium, you know, give us a ring. I'm not on Twitter too much, so gotcha. Oh snap! Let me check my phone. Yeah, I'm not the world's to... greatest Instagrammer, so if you don't follow back, I'm not going to be offended. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, you find me on there. Um, I do post some equipment stuff every now and then. <laughs> mix <laughs> to mix it up, mix it up with the white cloud, just to you know to, to hold true to my name. But yeah, man, gotta yeah, love I think, it. I think at some point you might have to change it to 49ers official white cloud. <laughs> yeah. All right, hey, that might that might be an option. Maybe that might be but an I option. Think, I think you have to. <laughs> we'll see just an option if I have enough white clothes I'll probably change it <laughs> um, Rob man we appreciate you coming on uh, thank you man this was awesome stay well stay healthy and uh, we'll talk to you soon man thanks guys thanks for having me man it was fun thanks Rob alright bro see ya I'm too turned up. Virgil got a paddock on my wrist going nuts. Niggas caught me slipping once, okay, so what? Someone hit your block up, i tell you if it was us. Man, a house in Rosewood, this shit too plush. Say my day's a number, but I keep waking up. Know you see my text, baby, please say something. Wine by the glass, man, a cheapskate, huh? Niggas gotta move on my release day, huh? Bitch, this is fame, not clout. I don't even know what that's about. Watch your mouth. Baby, got an ego twice the size of the crib. I can never tell a shit it is what it is. Say what I